Tim McComb joining us and Jake Scott. Why having Donovan so important? Because no. Mike Conley was guarded by John Moran instead of Dylan Brooks because Donovan Mitchell was on the floor for a lot of it. And that makes a world of difference. Yeah, well, I felt like everybody just got to be got to be themselves. You know, everybody for the like you know, about four or five weeks has had to be themselves plus. And Donovan being out there just in, you know, in terms of sheer spacing, matchups, uh, confidence. But, you know, you see Joe getting catch and shoot threes and Mike, um, you know, not having those guys not having to be on the, on the ball all night long. Uh, but just really a tremendous effort from the Jazz responding to a difficult, you know, Sunday afternoon and, and did everything right tonight. I'll tell you what, Memphis is, Memphis is fabulous. Uh, well coached. Unbelievably well coached, uh, but this John Morant, like you said, David, we're watching a guy just blossom. And, and, and you know, Tim, I don't know if you heard uh, or listened to uh, Taylor Jenkins before the ball game when he talked about uh, the numbers, say that we're a very good fast, uh, fast-paced basketball team. We saw that here in that third quarter. Exactly why uh, they would be rated as high as they are in transition. I mean, Morant is just unbelievable. And they're relentless about it, right? They, it's, it's what they are, it's who they are, and they never really lose that identity. And that's what's scary about them in a game. You get, you get in a spot where you're up, and they, they do not slow down. They don't quit and uh, really, really fought hard. But the Jazz offense was just tremendous. Uh, I'm gonna, I have a little bit of a different perspective, actually, you guys. I'm, I knew they were a good transition team when we came in, and they were going to beat us in transition. That's what they do. But they came into this series as the 26th ranked half-court offense in the league against the number one half-court defense. So if you were doing analysis of the series before it started, the answer was that they wouldn't be able to score in the half-court against as a bad offensive team. They're scoring at an alarmingly high rate in the half-court right now. They were at 113 tonight in the half-court, which then, <laughs> when you add on what they're able to do in transition on top of it, means they're having a heck of an offense tonight. I I'm concerned that we have not stopped them in the half court at all. And I want to know if anyone thinks there's a way to stop them in the half court because that's the way we're going to win this series. Well, it's all about containing him, but it's it, job, but it's way easier said than done. Um, you know, I, I would imagine the, the staff, I, I wondered if they'd maybe play a little bit of zone tonight. Um, I wonder if that might be part of it. I did notice uh, at times, you know, they... They really kind of uh, sagged off Anderson and used that guy as an extra help guy, um, you know, which I, I like that. But um, as far as just going out and executing it, man, it's it's difficult because he, he gets you in some really tough situations. And, and Valanciunas, I thought the key play, and I brought this up with Ron, was the, the play where Valanciunas gets the tee. But the key to me is that's the one time Rudy came up to try to bother Morant. Right. He just lobbed it over the top to Valanciunas. Valanciunas is the key to this whole thing. He's such a beast and such a force that Rudy has to stay attached to him. Yeah, and, and he is, right now, he's finishing pretty much everything. You know, his, he's been really effective. Man, yeah. has he been effective. You get him five feet away from the basket, I mean, you're going to, he's going to score, you're going to foul him. I mean, it's just that hard to stop. But to answer your question about a zone, David did check that out, and, and they seem to handle the zone pretty well. So it, it's, it's keeping them in the half court and keeping Morant out of the paint is so important if, if they can do it. Unfortunately, it'd be like trying to control the weather you know, sometimes because he's a force. He is an absolute force. All right, let me ask you the talk show question. Who should have been the number one pick of that draft? Or who at the end of their career will we think should have been the number one pick? See, of I'm draft? surprised you're asking this, David, because you're such a Zion guy. Described him as unstoppable earlier this year. He is unstoppable. Jaw looks pretty unstoppable. He tonight. also weighs too much, which would make me super nervous if I was New Orleans. I think the key question there, David, what player is going to make um, – is probably going to have a, a, a better career, meaning winning. Yeah, who's going to win more? Right. Who are you taking? I'm going to take Ja. I'm going to take Morant. Me too. Because I, I think right the now. way their team's yeah. built, this too. This system here is the way they're playing. Now, yeah. is this because he's got a better coach? Right. And, and 
better backcourt mate, everything else, you know. I mean, Dylan Brooks is the perfect compliment. Oh, he's John perfect. Miranda. Absolutely. And, you know, another guy who's just raised the level of his game. Now, in fairness, I do think when we look at the numbers tonight, I think we torched John Morant on the defensive end. Yeah. He had a minus number. He was the only one in the starting lineup yeah, for yeah. his team I that think, did. I think when we start, I think when we went to pick and roll on him all night long. Yeah. Minus six. The rest starting lineup in the plus for Memphis yeah, tonight. So, I mean, I'm not sure that his defense is skilled. I mean, this is where having Donovan allowed you to get Morant in the pick and rolls. Tim McCone. Sir. Two o'clock. I'll, I'll text you when I when I hit yeah, the pad. You guys oh, you need, don't either. <laughs> you guys need to let us get grinded on this post game. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's all, yeah, yeah. A three-hour game. Call so you fun. tomorrow, Tim. Wow. All right, yeah. dog. Yeah. See all you right, guys. One forty-one to one twenty-nine is your score. Jazz and Grizz tied up at one game apiece. We're breaking it down next on your Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win tonight, 141 to 129. They beat the Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, this was a game where, where Coach, the Jazz kept threatening to pull away. They were up by as many as 22 in the first half. And they end up winning fairly comfortably. But uh, Memphis just, just wouldn't let it go. They just wouldn't stop. They had a heck of a third quarter scoring 43 points and uh, tried to get another push in the fourth and just couldn't quite get there. Yeah, they are a really, really well-put-together team. They play really tough, and they stay focused possession by possession, and that's that's what you have to do when you get down in a game like that. The thing that I loved about them is they, they kept the pace up. You know, even if the Jazz scored, they pushed the ball down, um, you know, right back at the Jazz to try to get a, a quick possession uh, and really were, were engaged and locked in. It was a... I believe it was 15 possessions in a row that they scored. Yes, in the I mean, third quarter. Absolutely mm-hmm. ri- ridiculous amount of, in a row. Uh, but I think it just speaks to what um, you know, what level they're playing at and the confidence they have and just how good John Morant really is. Donovan had 25 points to lead the team in his return on 8 of 19, shooting 5 of 10 from 3. But a lot of folks had good nights tonight. Uh, Mike Conley, 20 points and 15 assists. Rudy, 21, 13 to go along with four block shots and three assists. Great night uh, from Rudy tonight. Royce had his stroke. He had 14. Clarkson was 16. Eagles uh, had 14. So, you know, a better play across the board tonight for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, and I really do believe that everybody was just in the right, you know, they're back into their role. You know, Royce has been a guy who's had to do a lot, little bit more um, than he's used to. And, and, you know, not to have to be a playmaker at all and just be able to space the floor the way Memphis was playing him, you know, I thought he hit really two big shots to end runs by by the Grizzlies in the second half. He hit two big threes, um, one in the third quarter, one in the fourth. But just a, a great play, great job by everybody. Conley was was extra good. And then Rudy, how about Rudy's finishes tonight? A couple of those where he caught the ball really low. They would be difficult plays in the past, but he just went up and, and with 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 tons of, of force dunked those balls and uh you know, Rudy was great. We were very, very active. John Morant led the way for the uh, Grizzlies. Incredible. 47 points on 15 of 26 shooting. Dylan Brooks had 23. Uh, with that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Game three of this best of seven playoff series is coming your way on Saturday night. That game will tip off at 7.30. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got post-game sound for you, and we'll continue to break this one down next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz beat the Grizzlies tonight, one forty one to one twenty nine, evening their best of seven playoff series at one game apiece. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all new two thousand twenty one Subaru Crosstrek with standard all wheel symmetrical drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Let's dive into your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, the Jazz uh, shot 54.4% from the field, 48.7% from three. They were 19 of 39. Uh, They were led by Donovan Mitchell at 25. 
Rudy with 21, 13, and 4. Mike Conley with 20 points, 15 assists. Bogdanovich with 18. Royce O'Neal with 14. Clarkson, 16. Ingles, 14. Uh, the Jazz grabbed 12 offensive rebounds tonight. Uh, you'll like this, Coach. Uh, 28 assists on 49 made field goals. It's, it's like Quinn uh, had an idea of what he wanted, and the guys you know, gave that to him. Um, and you again, the, the huge part of it is Donovan's out there. Um, I think he softened everything. He, we talked about the high ball screen, how he's going to be open off that, and you know, right out of the shoot, you know, was very aggressive, found his shot, um, you know, made Memphis pay, and then everybody else really kind of did their thing. Uh, on a Sunday night, where you know, where the Jazz seemed like everybody was cold tonight, just the opposite. Everybody. Everybody kind of contributed, and it was nice to see that. All right, let's hear from the coach. Let's go down and hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Yes. Great. All right, we can go ahead and get started if you're ready. Mm -hmm. uh, jump in with Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. When you guys had a lot of success in the pick and roll tonight, especially with that Conley Gobert matchup, what was what was leading to maybe more success in that play than you had in Game One? Well, for one, Mike wasn't in foul trouble. Um, you know, we, the first three possessions in the third quarter, you know, he was out. And, um, you know, I think, you know, Mike, Mike, the other thing is, you know, our, I think our team is is kind of getting reconnected in, in some ways. Um, you know, we, we really wanted to try to space the floor. Um, so I, I thought our spacing was better and that that allowed Mike to have more room. And I also thought we were able to to read coverages better and find um, you know, find find the right read, whether it was a kick out or a lob or or Mike finishing. It felt like there was a lot of variety, you know, in those situations. And you know, that those guys have been doing that, you know, this year. And, you know, they they, they play well together. And, you know, it, it was good to see because it was something that obviously um, we, we needed, um, especially the way Memphis was shooting the ball and playing offense. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, uh, first off, congrats on a great team win and um, so good to see Donovan back. What, what impressed you most about his performance tonight? Well, anytime, you know, you've been out for a significant period of time, um, I think there's a tendency to try to really put a stamp, you know, on the game. And I, I thought he really let the game come to him. Um, he was patient. You know, he got a few catch and shoot threes early where he, you know, got good looks, got off the ball and, and kind of made a simple play. And then I think as the game went on, you know, you saw him attacking the basket more, but um, he really played within himself. Um, you know, I, I thought he, he just made the right plays. And, you know, obviously it was, it's good, good to have him back. It, it, it certainly changes our team. And you, you take a player like that off any team, it's going to impact you. And for us, the things that he gives, I think his kind of his spirit as well. Um, there's a, there's a competitive spirit that he has and you can feel it when he plays. And I, I think, you know, that's something that I think our guys also feed off of. Matthew calls AP. Besides his competitive spirit, what what does he bring to the offense? How does the offense change when Donovan's in there? Well, he, he's unique in that, you know, he's one of the best catch-and-shoot three-point shooters in the NBA. You, you know, the, the plays that, you know, that show up in the highlights are usually him going to the going to the rim or dunking or doing something like that and just being spaced and, you know, knocking down a 24-foot three. Um, has a huge impact because it stretches the defense and it lets, you know, lets other guys have more room. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing that you felt when, when he has been out is certain situations in the game, you know, where somebody's got to go get a bucket. And, you know, he, he, he's not, he relishes those moments. Um, and anytime you have a guy that's able to create um, in those situations, it's something um, that, that you come to rely on. I, I, you know, Mike, you know, is capable of doing the same thing. So, um, but you miss that at various times. You know, it changes matchups. You know, when you have multiple guys on the floor that can make plays, 
um, you know, it, it allows you to kind of, you know, kind of, I won't say, I don't know the right way to say, you know, whoever's, whoever's either got the hot hand or has a matchup situation. Um, and those guys really play off each other. So, um, you, you can't really underestimate. I mentioned it the other night when Don's out, all of a sudden, you know, Joe's having to play the point and Joe's a heck of a playmaker, but bringing the ball up, you know, 90 feet an entire game is, is not easy, especially against pressure. So having those multiple handlers out there, um, Donovan just takes pressure off a lot of other guys, you know, and then I think he really picks his spots when he can go, you know, create and score at, at, at really important times in the game. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. When Memphis really had kind of an efficient third quarter climbing back into the game, I think they shot 67% from the field in the period. And then it felt like Rudy kind of swung the momentum back early in the fourth with his uh, defensive presence. What did you see him do to kind of change the momentum of the game that way? Well, they they had more than an efficient third quarter that first six minutes. They, you know, they were terrific. And, you know, I think Ja and Dylan, they're, they're, so, they're so aggressive and so confident when they're attacking um, that if, you, if, if they see lanes to the basket, you know, they're just going to, they're going to, you know, drive those seams and, and get on the rim. And I, I thought we, we didn't do a good job in transition. And then sometimes when we did do a pretty good job, they made shots. Um, and maybe the biggest thing is that we fouled. You know, I just thought we fouled way too much, but, you know, you can't say enough about John Morant. I mean, it's, he's a special player and he can get where he, where he wants to on the floor and um, he's really tough to defend. So you could feel that um, during that stretch of the game. I thought, you know, we weren't executing. You're, you're not going to be able to, to stop all that, but we, we weren't executing um, the way that we needed to. And I, I think Rudy made some adjustments individually where he was able to put himself in the play more and, and be more impactful. And, you know, that's something that, that he's always trying to feel. Um, but that, as you said, I thought, you know, we, our defense just improved, but I, I thought we lost focus um, at the beginning of the third. And, you know, we talked about it a little bit, but they just came out and, you know, on a really high level and, and, you know, knocked us back. Frankly, I was, you know, I thought I was impressed with how we, we responded. I thought that was a really good thing, given the way that, you know, that that, that onslaught occurred. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Quinn, uh, speaking of job, what can you do about him to either try and get the ball out of his hands or just slow him down? Well, you know, I mean, I, I think a lot of times people feel like you go double someone and you know you've accomplished the goal and oftentimes that's that's the case um but it, it's hard to get it out of his hands even if you double team him out on the floor because he's you know he's so quick i i think you know we didn't we didn't shift enough he he just saw too much space and you know when he sees that you know he's just he's going to attack those gaps and those seams so um, there are some things that we tried to do a little differently as the game went on. I, I think to the extent that he's playing vertically, you know, you, you're in trouble. And, you know, it's hard not to have him you know, play vertically, but, you know, you have to try to string him out and make, a, make him play more horizontally because when he's downhill, you know, he's just attacking your big straight on and attacking their chest and he's so athletic. Um, he's able to hang and finish or drop the ball off. And, you know, he gets in there and he's hanging up in the air for three or four seconds, kind of just picking and choosing what he wants to do. So um, keeping him out of the paint, you know, is, is what you want. Um, but it's, you know, it's easier said than done. Um, but there are some situations where, you know, we just have to be better. There's some things we can control or we can try to control. And then there's other situations that, you know, he makes plays. So, um, but again, I, I thought there were a few times where we guarded him. You, you can't give him 20 free throws. I mean, that, that's a huge number. And I thought that had a, had a huge impact on the game. We, we, there were silly fouls a lot of times too. That's just reaching, you know, and, and not, not getting anything out of it, whether it was and one. So um, we'll keep trying to, 
to find ways to adjust to to try to impact that and um you know we've got to do a lot of other things right um if he has a night like tonight we have time for one last question it will come from tony jones the athletic coach piggybacking off of of job do you think about you know maybe switching up pick and roll coverages give them uh different looks maybe going under for a few possessions going over uh or maybe even trapping and blitzing yeah you you i'm gonna have to get you the clips tony we, we uh yes you know we made some adjustments during the game frankly and i thought they did help you know um, you know, that that's no magic, you know, teams do that. And, and you know, you, you, you want to do that. I think the last game we played, um, we, we were really poor defensively. Um, so part of it is, you know, let's see what we can do and how we can guard. And, and I think midway through that third quarter, we did try to do some things differently. Um, but there, there's some also some some basic things in our base coverages that, that we didn't execute. So, um, you know, whether it's going under, you go under, he flips the angle of the screen and he's downhill. Um, a couple of times we went under and he made a shot. So it's a little bit of a, you know, what do you react to and what do you not react to? And, you know, that that's a balance there. That's why I mentioned the fouls because, you know, if you go under and he makes a couple shots, you know, tip your hat, um, you go over and he gets in the lane. Um, you know, the, the things that hurt us is, you know, when he gets in there and you've played good defense and you foul him or he takes a shot and you miss and there's an offensive rebound. But, um, you know, the, the pick and roll schemes are the lifeblood of this league. And um, he certainly puts a lot of pressure on you to figure those things out. And it's something we look at and work hard on. And sometimes it looks better than others. All right. Thank you for your time, Coach. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks. All right, there's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder covering a lot of ground, a lot to talk about there. But let's let's start with what he was talking about with uh, with John Morant because he obviously is an issue. Forty seven points, you know, Jazz come away with a, a comfortable win, but they scored the most playoff points in a game in franchise history to do so, and gave up a forty three point quarter in the third and had no answer for John Morant on the pick and roll. Yeah, it's something that they're going to have to spend a lot of time on. I think Quinn alluded to that. You know, we'll keep trying. Uh, we'll keep working on on things that, that that work. I would not be surprised. I know, um, you know, David and Ron talked about them being decent in a zone, but with the types of shooters they have, John ja not being a, a great perimeter shooter, Kyle Anderson plays a lot of minutes, not being a great perimeter shooter. Maybe some things you can do, you know, with a zone or something like that. Um, but the bottom line is, Jaw is remarkable, and I think what makes him great like uh, Quinn talked about, is his ability to tack the big, go right at him, get into his chest, and then finish. Um, and he, he's got the ability to hang and, and make great decisions. So the Jazz have their hands full. And, uh, you know, the, the funny thing is it's probably not one thing that's the answer. There's probably a couple of different looks that they can give him, maybe keep him off balance. But those are probably the things that you'll see the Jazz try. All right, let's check out your points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. It's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life tonight. Points in the paint. Jazz outscored 62 to 58. Uh, but that's a, that's a nice number for the Jazz, um, 58. And 62, I mean, Jonas Valanciunas, is, he's, he's a load. <laughs> and he's going to get uh, a lot down there. But really, it's John Morant doing doing his dirty work. That's where he does. He gets to the rim, he gets into the paint, and he's he's really good at finishing the basketball. Yeah, fl floaters. He and, and Brooks are, you know, they, they take more floaters than anybody in the league. And then Valanciunas has just proved to be as big and physical as he is, very, very skilled. Um, and he's able to get those little dump-off passes and finish around the rim. You know, they posted him a little bit tonight, and he was very good down there on the low block, too. So lots of different ways that Memphis can score in the paint. I think the key to the Jazz is they matched, came close to matching them because they really prioritized the rim. Uh, they were able because of spacing, and Quinn alluded to this, but when Donovan's on the floor, gaps are a little bigger. Um, you know, those rolls, those passes can get through. And those are the types of things that, you know, when a guy plays, you see this, the points he scores, but those are sometimes the things 
the, the next level things that he does for everybody else by just being out there. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win tonight, 141 to 129 over the Grizzlies. Coach and I will have more breakdown for you, plus post more post-game sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, Jazz win tonight, one forty one to one twenty nine over the Memphis Grizzlies. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all new two thousand twenty one Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Should we get into the master of the glass? Safe Light Auto Glass uh, is proud to announce that they will be donating $4,800 to the United Way of Utah, which provides parents, caregivers, and neighbors the tools for childhood education, youth social and emotional health, and family financial stability. This year's Master of the Glass uh, winner is Rudy Gobert, secured 960 rebounds throughout the season. And, uh, of course, as I mentioned, brought that uh, total donation by Safe Light Auto Glass to $4,800. Dollars tonight, your master of the glass, uh, as uh, usual, is Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Rudy had 13 boards tonight, uh, four offensive rebounds. Royce O'Neal had eight rebounds total. The Jazz uh, out rebounded Memphis. This is a great number, 42 to 33. How about that? It's a great number. One that uh, the Jazz really do have that advantage in this, you know, matchup, and they. They only gave up 17 offensive rebounds last game, only nine tonight. So improvement. Uh, yeah, certainly that was a that was a big storyline in uh, game number one. So they they tightened that up a little bit. And you're right that that should be a part of the game where they can uh, they can uh, have an advantage. And uh, Rudy was certainly terrific tonight. Well, I I thought Rudy's game all the way around. That was something we didn't touch on from Coach Snyder's comments, uh, where he talked about how you know the Grizzlies really got all they wanted in the third quarter and I, I thought it was Rudy's intensity at the beginning of the fourth that and the Jazz by the way went away from their usual rotation so Rudy was playing extra minutes he had 36 minutes tonight and I thought that was I thought that was a huge difference and those dunks in the fourth man just playing with force it was that that very segment uh, segment of plays you're talking about where he goes dunk block dunk uh, you know and the crowd's going absolutely crazy just a, a great Great effort from Rudy, but we've seen it all year. This is, if you watch Jazz basketball, this is, he is the key to that defense, um, you know, flying around, contesting shots, and, you know, night after night, you know, minus about five nights being the, the master of the glass. I think it was about five. About five. That sounds about right, about five. Just, well, dominant, uh, absolutely uh, dominant. And then, you know, another number that uh, jumps out, not uh, Master of the Glass, but Mike Conley tonight with 15 assists and was really good in the fourth quarter. Goes along with his 20 points. And, you know, we kind of thought he was going to be a key component to this series, and he certainly is. He played great tonight. Yeah, they, they did not have, you know, the luxury of, of treating him and Joe with the ball, uh, you know, as I guess with as much pressure. And uh, because there's other guys out there, you know, Donovan's out there, uh, I love the way Quinn spread the ball handling around, but um, Mike just had a really good feel for where the ball should go tonight, making the right plays on penetration to lobs or to kickouts or his own floater. Uh, I thought he played a, a great floor game. Um, when you have 15 assists to only two turnovers, you know you're playing incredibly good IQ basketball. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the... Um, one of the storylines this year, the big-time storylines, has to be Mike Conley being comfortable and effective in this jazz system. Last year was just not what everybody expected. You know, I think we underestimated um, how differently the jazz play than he was used to. And I, I, you can't give him enough credit for adjusting his game and figuring out how to fit in with this roster instead of making the roster fit in with him, if that makes any sense. And he's just blossomed. He was just terrific tonight. We've seen, you know, guys, you know, I, I look at Kyrie Irving and what he went to Boston, you know, the, the, the everybody was so excited and the fit was just not a great fit with the personnel. 
um, and it didn't work. And, you know, could Kyrie or Boston have made it work? Who knows? But what we do know here is that Mike had a rough year last year. I mean, I'm sure they're, you know, I know that at least the people I talked to, there are a lot of people down on him. Um, you know, my thought was stay the course with him. He's, he's a proven commodity. Last year, in my mind, was an outlier. And I think one of the, the important things Quinn did this year was he really matched Mike and Rudy's time together on the floor more. And those two have been a great tandem, both on the defensive end, um, which is a little bit more surprising, but just some of the passes that, that they were able to complete and finish tonight probably weren't going to happen last year. And I think that's just growth on both their parts. All right, let's get some more post-game sound. Let's go back down to the media room and now hear from the man himself, Rudy Gobert. We'll have uh, Eric Walden start first, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, given the uh, the third quarter that the Grizzlies had, what was it that you were able to do to kind of, you know, decrease them from going off the way they did and kind of swing the momentum back in your guys' favor in the start of the fourth? I think we just try to stay locked in more than anything. You know, uh, they came out really aggressive. They came out making shots, uh, getting to the line. Pretty much everything was going well for them, so we... You know, the good thing is we kept attacking them, you know, right back at them. And uh, they scored a lot, but we scored, we scored a lot too. That's not the type of basketball that we want to do, that we want to play. But, uh, you know, we, we just got to keep going. And I felt like in the fourth, we, we were able to get the starts we needed. Sarah Todd, Desert News. Rudy, what more can be done to guard John Morant and make things a little bit more difficult on him? I mean, he's a, you know, he's a very talented player, obviously. Uh, you know, he's very aggressive. He's great at also finding his teammates. So, you know, we know that, you know, every game is going to be a, you know, different adjustment that we're going to have to make. And, uh, you know, and, and trying to make his life a little more difficult. And tonight, you know, he, I don't know how many free, I think he shot about 20 free throws. So we got to do definitely, got to do a better job on that. And, uh, you know, keep trying to make, you know, uh, his life difficult. Next up, we will have Ryan Miller, KSL. Uh, speaking of Jaw, could you just take us through that block that you had on him in the first half? I just try to, you know, do what I do. Uh, protect the basket, just, you know, just pretty much play off my instinct. And, uh, you know, I know that he's very athletic. So if uh, if I'm late, you know, it's it's a little harder for me. So I gotta anticipate it and try to time it. And you know, and you know, if he makes it, if you, you know, I just gotta be there and uh, try to make his life difficult. Corey Harrison, out of bounds. Hey Rudy, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? Doing great, man. So during the time when the the, the offense became a little stagnant and they got back into the game, how were you able to pull away and ultimately get this win and tie the series up? I think we, you know, we got a little distracted at some point in the game. You know, we kind of lost our aggressiveness. Uh, the ball kind of stopped moving a little bit, and we know we, we can fit it. You know, everybody can fit it. We know that when the ball stopped moving, you know, they're about to to get stops, and they're about to get transition too. And, uh, you know, that's the two things that, that's the things that we don't want to, don't want to give them, you know, so we got to keep moving the ball, stay connected, keep playing through the physicality and, uh, getting good shots. And then we can set our defense and it's a, it's a totally different game. And, uh, and the same thing with offensive rebounds, you know, when we're about to get those rebounds, it's a totally different game. You know, they, they have a lot of physical guys that like to crash the balls. And when we're about to get them out of there, you know, it's, uh, they have to run back and guard us in transition, and it's, uh, it's a different story. Sam Farnsworth, KSL TV. Hey, Rudy. Uh, Donovan was very expressive after some of his buckets. You could tell that he was just excited to be back on the floor, had that energy uh, Coach Snyder called a competitive spirit. How much does the energy of one player affect the entire team? I mean, it's been it's been more than a month, you know. So I think he was really antsy to to get back out there, and uh, you know, and we missed him. So 
uh, it was great, you know, getting his energy, his, uh, you know, his, his positivity, all that, you know, his aggressiveness, and obviously his talent, you know, it was definitely, uh, you know, a, a good time to have him back. And tonight, you know, he did, uh, he definitely, you know, uh, did a great job. I, I felt like, I didn't feel like he was out, you know, I felt like, you know, it was, he had the kind of game that, you know, uh, that wasn't the first game back after months. So it just shows that, you know, he's been, he's been working, you know, he's been putting the work and, uh, and uh, he's been ready for that moment. Tim McMahon, ESPN.com. Uh, Rudy, after that block you had on Ja, he said something like, I'll be back. How much do you enjoy that challenge of a guy who is that good, that athletic and, and that aggressive? I mean, that's, that's what it's about. You know, you can't, sometimes I'm going to get dunked, dunked on and sometimes I'm going to get a block. I'm not going to stop coming and try to do what I do, you know, and it's the same for him. You know, uh, you know hopefully he doesn't stop coming and I'm still going to be there every time. So it's, uh, you know, that's, that's just a competitive spirit. And I know, I know Ja has that, you know, but I have that too. So, you know, it's, it's what it's about. All right. That's all the questions. Thanks so much, Rudy. Rudy Gobert, who was just terrific uh, tonight. Um, he had 21 points, 13 rebounds, three assists. Uh, did have a part where we had to uh, dump a naughty word because he's uh, obviously they've got a big problem uh, to solve with what to do with John Morant. And I got the impression, you know, Rudy's frustrated with that. And they, he knows they've got to figure it out. Yeah, he knows, uh, you know, like he said, he just does a great job of attacking and it's constant. You know, you have to be uh, in every situation, whether it be transition or isolation, a ball screen, you know, his whole MO is just to turn the corner and get into the big. And so, yeah, they do have some things to work on. Um, this, the, He and Brooks have played as good as I've seen them play, you know, all year long. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, they've got a bunch of confidence going, so it's going to be a tough tough ask, but it's what the Jazz need to do in order to kind of comfortably pull away in this series. Yeah, no doubt about it. He talked about the energy and what Donovan brought back to the team. Uh, Rudy said it, it didn't seem, I can't remember exactly how he put it, but it didn't seem like he came back and it didn't seem like he was out or like he was coming back. I mean, he hit the ground with that energy and playing pretty well. And that's what I felt like. It, it, that was the big question, and we talked about it in pregame. Um, you know, the, the stage is set for Donovan to come back, and, you know, you, you know what he's capable of doing, but will he try to do too much? And I thought he, he handled it great. Like Quinn said in his comments, first couple shots were catch and shoots. And, you know, he wasn't out there trying to get the ball and make a play that uh, he, he really kind of acclimated himself into the game, allowed everybody else to do their thing, and uh, – and Donovan had a very, very steady good night. He only played 26 minutes as well, and uh, and we wondered if he'd be on some sort of minutes restriction. Obviously, they, you know, 26 is not what he averages. It seems like it'll be a, a bit of a buildup. But the Jazz also had a lead for a decent portion of this game. Obviously, not all of it, so probably gave him a little bit of a luxury. But Donovan comes back in the fourth and finishes the game out. And I was glad to see him come back. Um, obviously, leaves the court. Uh, and with the injury and kind of the face he pulled when he went to the ground, I was a little bit worried, uh, but maybe went in and got retaped or just kind of analyzed where things were, felt good. And uh, but, but that's the other piece, him coming off of a couple of weeks of being out. I thought he really looked, he didn't look rusty. Uh, he moved great. His instincts were very good. And then obviously he scored. Yeah, and emotional play down the stretch where I don't know who he was yelling at about uh, this is what I do, but somebody was getting an earful. And it is what he does, you know. And, how, you know, the best part about Sunday is it's in the past, and what the Jazz had to do tonight is come out and figure out a way to win. They took a big-time shot from, from Memphis. Uh, you know, it's great that the Jazz had as good an offensive night as they've had all year because they really needed every point. Yeah, no doubt about it. Sorry, got distracted with oh, you're good. A little, little something there. No, we're fine. I, I apologize. Uh, and uh, we will hear from Donovan Mitchell uh, coming up here, uh, hopefully very, very shortly, as uh, the Jazz come away with a win tonight, one forty-one to one 
29. And uh, uh, just uh, going over it, Donovan did have 25 points, 8 of 19 shooting, 5 of 10 from 3. Um, 8 of 19 is not the most efficient shooting night you've ever seen in your life. I'm actually pretty impressed. Donovan got up 19 shots in 26 minutes, but you certainly love to see that 5 of 10 from 3. Yeah, and what Quinn talked about, too, that I thought was really uh, important, we've talked about a bunch, is, you know, in a game where space is at a premium, um, it's a really physical game, and they're they're very, very, they hawk the ball. Uh, to have Donovan out there and, and be able to play with him and just have him go get you a basket. You know, those are, the Jazz were able to stop runs tonight because they had guys out there at all times that, that really kind of, were able to go get a basket, and even when the defense wasn't great, the Jazz kept scoring, and that was that was an important part of the of their ability to win tonight. All right, let's get back down to the media room. Let's now hear from the man himself. Here is Donovan Mitchell. All right, we'll go ahead and start with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Don, congrats uh, on the W tonight, and your uh, first night back in five weeks. Your first shot, you make a three. First of all, how did that feel, and how are you feeling after tonight? Um, I feel good. You know, I've I've put myself in you know kind of treacherous situations to come back and be ready for you know playoff intensity, and you know felt better than I anticipated. And you know, just as a whole, I think the biggest thing is the team. We just did a lot of good things tonight. You know, I think um, Mike had 15 assists tonight. Like the man, 20 and 15. Rudy had 21 and 13. Like we did a lot of really good things. So it made my job, you know, easier. I didn't have to come in and just do everything. Like, you know, I was able to just kind of find my spots and attack and just and, and kind of just do what I do. And my teammates made it really easy for me. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Uh, Donovan, can you take us through um, that sequence where you was uh, where you were talking to Dylan after that, that, that uh, four point play and you know, just how important was it for you guys to come out and match that physicality and match uh, that energy uh, that that Memphis, you know, frankly gave you guys in game one? Yeah, um, you know, that's the basketball I think we all love. You know, I mean, Tony, you know, growing up in, in New York, I playing basketball, you know, in the city, that's just, that's every day, you know. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of talk and a lot of stuff. And, you know, you just kind of go out there and just be aggressive. Um, just try to go out there and attack and, you know, he got the foul and, you know, it is what it is, but you got to expect the same energy when we come out in game three. Uh, you got to be ready for it. And, you know, the biggest thing for us is just kind of, like you said, you know, they had an intensity level in game one that we really didn't match. And I feel like we did it from start to finish, except for a little bit in the third quarter. You know, we kind of let up a little bit. Um, and that's going to be on us to adjust and, and understand that we can't let that happen. Um, and like I said, they're going to be they're going to be wired and, and geeked up for game three. We just got to be able, like I said, to continue to play this way because when we play this way, outside of the few mistakes we made in the third, to kind of let them come back, you know, we're tough to beat, you know. And I think we, we showed that tonight. Um, and guys doing many different things, and like we all stepped up, but we got to continuously do it. It's just one game. Uh, we could have won by fifty. We could have won by one, but it's one game. You know, it's a tie series. We got to go out there and take care of business. Sarah Todd, Desert News. Don, early in the fourth, you, know, you took that free throw and then you checked out and went back to the locker room. It looked like you were maybe uh, trying to work that ankle and keep it warm. Uh, did you uh, hit it, did it, sting it a little bit? Uh, what was going on there? Um, just trying to keep it warm. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. I haven't, like you said, I haven't, like we said, I haven't played in five weeks. Uh, so all my stuff that I've been doing, your ankle's warm. You know, every workout is always a time where you're warm. There's never a time where you're sitting. And coming back in, so uh, it wasn't anything bad, you know. It wasn't anything to be weary of. I feel good. Um, you'll see how tomorrow goes. But I think the biggest thing is just trying to make sure I'm, you know, there for my teammates, and making sure my body's right, you know. And I think um, I understand it. May I go to the back all the time? Um, I think now just all of our games are on national TV, so they caught it. But like I go to the back just to sit there and breathe <laughs> sometimes. So it's not even about just the ankle. Um, so just know that going forward. All right, Matthew Coles, AP. Knowing that you weren't going to play 40 minutes tonight, how difficult was it to, for you to just stay within yourself and not try to do too much? Um, I think that just goes with me just having trust in my teammates. You know, I think the biggest thing is understanding that I'm not going to go out there and, like you said, play 40. You know, I'm not, I may not go out there and have 40, but it's not staying within myself, whether it's scoring. Uh, tonight it was scoring. You know, I didn't have any assists, which is killing me right now. I'm, I'm really not happy about that, but, you know, we got the win. Um, but just trying to find ways to impact the game. 
you know, sometimes it's just standing on the wing, you know, finding ways to impact the game and getting the steal late, you know, getting the charge, like any way I can impact the game in my minutes, um, I think is the biggest thing for me. Um, and like I said, when you have teammates like the ones I have, man, it's, it makes it so much easier for myself to go out there and just say, all right, these guys got it. You know, I'm not going to go out there and say, like, you know what I mean, kind of overrule anything. I'm going to go with the flow and continue to to put my imprint on the game and uh, as much as I can. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Donovan, Quinn said that, you know, when a guy in your situation who hasn't played in a while comes back, there's kind of a tendency to go out there and want to put their stamp on the game from the outset. Mm -hmm. You had 12 first quarter points, but he said he felt like you were really kind of playing within yourself and letting the game come to you. How difficult was it to not try to be, you know, overly aggressive and, and kind of just go all out in those early minutes? Um, it really started with me before the game, you know, I'm a competitor. I know myself, you know, there are times where I got sped up. I, ha I had a moment, you know, where I think I ran into Royce and turned it over. Um, but understanding that you're just talking to yourself. I've never been in this position before. Um, so this is uncharted territory. So I had to find a way to just relax myself. You know, it's easy to go out there and try and hit a home run to start the game, but the game's not won in the first five minutes. You know what I mean? That was my biggest thing. And like I said, when I have the teammates I have, I trust them, you know, being able to get off the ball and being able to trust that they'll find me, I'll find them and they'll make the right plays. You know, that makes my life so much easier um, and understanding that. So um, that was really my mindset, you know, not coming out there trying to do too much because you run a high off adrenaline the first quarter, and then you got none less for the rest of the game. And understanding it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, we're just focused on game by game and quarter by quarter and possession by possession. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Donovan, a lot of guys, when they come back from injury, talk about the fear of kind of re-hurting the ankle or, or knee or whatever it is. Did you have that with your ankle today? Was there some concern about it? Just, you know, the mental aspect? Yeah, there's there's definitely that. Um, I'm not gonna sugarcoat that. There's definitely a, a thought. You know, you've never been, you haven't been in this position in five weeks, um, and just kind of going out there, and it's all everything you've been doing has been controlled. You know, it's been controlled uh, throughout the workout. So to kind of go out there in the middle of the playoffs, and then go out there and, and try and compete, I think there's definitely a bit of nerves, and that's probably where a lot of the nerves came from. Outside of that, it's just basketball. You know, but understanding that jumping off the foot, you know, the way at the, uh, the first, for the first time that hard in five weeks, you know, landing, cutting, like that was, those are the things that you definitely think about. But, you know, once you get through the first like two, it's like, all right, I'm good. You know, you trusted and that was fine. Sam Farnsworth, KSL TV. Uh, Donovan, obviously, um, you know, Dylan Brooks scored a lot of points in, or well, 23 in 28 minutes. But mm -hmm. part of the reason why he was limited in his minutes was, uh, foul trouble early and you were able to draw him into some of those uh, fouls offensively when you are attacking is that how often are you looking for contact to draw that contact and maybe create some of those problems for them? um you know it's not even just with him I think that's just the part of my game that I've tried to elevate you know to get into the free throw line more um I gotta give him his props I mean he's a hell of a he, excuse me he's a hell of a defender um like he's 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 really good so you're trying to find ways to kind of get around that you know it's it's a game plan. People game plan for me, game plan for him. It's, it's how it works. Game plan for Jal. There's always ways to kind of go about it. You know, tonight he was able to get in foul trouble early, which kind of freed things up. May not be the way next, may not be the way the next game, but, you know, just trying to find a way to game plan, you know, players like him who are, who are really good on that end. And, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, he had, what, 23 and, and 28 minutes, you know, he still went out there and hooped, but understanding that just trying to manipulate the game in any way possible, whether it's him, it's, it's Bain, it's Jal, it's Kyle, like whatever. Um, that's just pretty much the mindset of the playoffs. I'm just trying to find ways to manipulate the game. Nick Friedel, ESPN. Donovan, you knew you weren't going to play heavy minutes tonight, but you were at 26. Are you expecting that number to grow uh, substantially going into game three now? Um, honestly, it's really kind of play by ear and kind of feel. Um, I won't, I won't come out and say, yeah, I expect to play 35. I, I don't know. You know, I think the biggest thing is, like I said, how the game goes, how I'm feeling, you know, I'm trusting my body. Like I said, it's not a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And understanding that you got to trust the, the process in that sense, you know, understanding that you can't go out there and just try to go full bore, you know, that's how things happen. You know I mean? Understanding you got to ease your way into things. And tonight was a good start, but you know, it's one, one, we got to continue to, to build upon that. And that's where my head is at. All right, we have time for one more. Tim McMahon, ESPN.
Donovan is a dude who's had some uh, obviously really big games at a young age in the playoffs. What, what do you think of uh, what you've seen from Josh so far in the series? Um, honestly, it's not surprising. Um, he's he's a gamer. Like he goes out there, goes out there and competes. Um, he called when called upon. He's out there doing what he needs to do. Like last night or last game, it was kind of Dylan kind of going off early, and then he found his way in the fourth. Uh, to start attacking, you know, to be able to, like I said, manipulate the game in that sense. Uh, tonight, you know, he was aggressive from the jump, you know, so kind of feeling that game out, you know, at a young age, you know, for him to be able to have that uh, is definitely special. Um, and I think that's something that I respect about him and about his game, and he doesn't quit. You know, he embraces being down 20. I think he likes likes that more than uh, anything else. You know what I mean? I think that's something I respect because it's just a competitive nature about him that, I, that is uh, definitely uh, something that worth noting. Um, I think he had what 47 tonight, and you know he's got to find a way to make adjustments and make it tougher on him. But you know when you have a guy that can that can that can go like that, it's definitely impressive, especially at how old he is, 21, 22, and you know he's going to get better and better. All right, that's all for tonight. Thank you, Donovan. That was Donovan Mitchell, 25 points tonight as Jazz beat the Grizzlies 141 to 129. They tie up the best of seven series at one game apiece. Post game is brought to you by our friends Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising. On adventure, explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll have more post-game sound for you. Stat nuggets as well coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win tonight 141 to 129 over the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, their first round playoff series now tied up at one game apiece. Let's uh, dive into your three-point feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. The, tonight, the Jazz were great from three, uh, certainly a lot better than game one. 48.7%, 19 of 39, Tim. They were led by, let's see here, Donovan Mitchell was five of 10, Royce O'Neal four of six. Mike Conley was three for five. Uh, Bogdanovich one for five, George Niang two for four, Clarkson one for six, and Joe Ingles three for three. But I'll tell you what, Jazz scored 141 points tonight, and and quite possibly the threes were the difference in the game. Yeah, that's that's the interesting part of the series to me. Uh, Memphis took 23s in the first game and 23 in the second. Um, so just by sheer number, you know, the Jazz they can continue to shoot the ball well like they did tonight. Um, way better, like you said, than the, the 12 for 47 in game one. Uh, at the end of the first quarter tonight, the Jazz were seven for 10 from three. So they made seven in the first quarter, got off to a great start. And it's funny how that happens. But I think missing is contagious. Ma- making is also contagious. And the Jazz shot the ball really well tonight. Yeah, they certainly did. All right, let's get some more postgame sound. Let's get back down to the media room and hear from Mike Conley. Uh, Sarah Todd Desert News will be up first. Mike, how much different is it when Donovan is out there? I mean, not just for the impact that he has on the whole team, but sort of that trickle-down effect that he has when you guys start staggering the lineups? Well, yeah, obviously he's a, a tremendous weapon for our team. Um, similar to how you know how Rudy is when he rolls and just draws so much attention. Um, before a defense, he's the same way uh, with him and with just him with the ball or him without the ball, just how much people gravitate towards him and, and lanes open up for other players on our team. And um, if he's got it going, it's, it's, it's really tough on teams, obviously offensively. So um, he's just, you know, just having him around, seeing him smile, seeing him, you know, just leading like he always has, just does so much for, for all the guys on the team. Okay, Jazz TV. Well, Mike, congrats on the win. First and foremost, uh, I know this is proving to be a tough series. What is it going to take to win this series? Well, I think um, for us, just, you know, we can't give up 30 points in, you know, six minutes, you know, those kind of runs that Memphis is capable of going on. Um, 
they had that kind of run start the half uh, in the third quarter. And, um, you know, if we can just continue to, you know, stay, stay locked in defensively and, 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 you know, limit those, those runs, I think we give ourselves a chance to be um, a team that can come out with this series and, and, um, you know, just the consistency aspect of it is going to be huge. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Mike, so speaking of that run, what was it that, that kind of changed for you guys defensively? You know, you mentioned the need to stay locked in. What were you guys not doing during that stretch? And, and what did you, I guess, did you start doing again at the beginning of the fourth that swung the momentum again? Uh, you know, well, obviously, you know, job job played unbelievable. Um, starting that third quarter, he, you know, we had been going under the screens, uh, you know, kind of most of the game and he stopped and hit, you know, finally shot the three and made it. And we turned it over and they came down to score and they started getting out in transition and getting, you know, more of a, a comfortable, um, get, in, get into an, a comfort zone that they're, they're used to being in and accustomed to being in where they're getting out, getting out and playing fast and um, playing free. So um, I think when we can, we can get stops. We know we can get down to the other end and, and create some on the offensive end. So, um, you know, third quarters can't happen like that against a team like Memphis, who was so good at um, taking advantage of every mistake. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Mike, your, your guys' uh, pick and roll offense was really good tonight. And obviously, you had 15 assists. What were you seeing in terms of the coverages that they were running? And then, you know, kind of how much success, how were you so successful on that play? Well, really, they they threw a lot of different coverages. Um, you know, obviously, they've the big's been back a little bit. A couple of times they blitzed and you know trapped the ball handler. Um, sometimes they were just up a little bit higher. And um, in each read, we just you know we went over so many times as a team. Um, if me, Rudy, Fave, Don. I mean, all of us have just kind of locked in our mind of you know what we're going to see and how we're going to execute in those times and. We just did a really good job of executing all, all five guys on the court uh, in those moments in the pick and roll. All right, last question, Ben Anderson, KSLsports.com. Mike, you played all 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. How, how's the hamstring holding up and, and did, you know, having the week off help that? Um, it's, it's holding up fine. It's holding up fine. I think having the week off helped a lot um, and, and getting a little bit more time to recover. Obviously, it, you know, we're back to playing games again. So eight days off, kind of you get a little rusty from the basketball standpoint, but I'm glad we we're able to, to, you know, get these two games out the way and um, the hammies held up well. And um, hopefully, you know, I don't want to have to play 12 minutes in the fourth, but I'm, I know I'm capable of doing it and, uh, you know, just continue to continue to, you know, rehab and um, get ready for game three. All right. That's it. Thanks so much, Mike. Mike Conley, who was fantastic uh, tonight, had a great game. 20 points, 15 assists, 8 of 16, shooting 3 of 5 from 3, and uh, only two turnovers, as you pointed out earlier in the show. That's a pretty good ratio, 15 to 2, last time I checked. I think I would sign up for that yeah. most nights. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the luxury that, that Mike brings is a guy who, you know, you talked about coverages. He's seen every coverage there is, and he knows exactly – what the reads are, and tonight just he put on a, a passing clinic. Uh, a couple of the passes he threw to Rudy through traffic, uh, but understanding the angle, uh, where the delivery need to be made, and and you know he just ran the team extraordinarily well. And this team is totally different when Mike and Donovan are playing together. They just, you know, they they really fought down the stretch. But these two guys. Um, out there with the ball in their hands all the time, making decisions is a great thing. All right, let's buzz through some of these stat nuggets, shall we? Coming from our friend Tyson Ewing at at t Sports Net. He does the stats for the TV broadcast and is nice enough to share a few nuggets with us in the post-game show. Uh, let's start with this. Jazz scored the most points in a game uh, in uh, franchise playoff history. They also allowed the most points in a win in playoff franchise history. As long as it's a win. Even yeah, you, you, you'll just remember the 141. They're going to have to tighten it up. They will, though, for sure. Yeah. But hey, the tonight stands on its own. We'll take the one. Memphis scored on their first 15 third quarter possessions. They scored on 19 of their first 21 possessions of the third quarter. And then uh, conversely, Utah uh, then made five consecutive stops between the third and fourth quarters. That's when Rudy really uh, buckled down. 
Yeah, I thought I thought that kind of solidified the game. Rudy's little stand right there. So on top of that, after that, Memphis then scored on 13 of their next 14 possessions in the fourth. Then Utah stopped them on their next four positions possessions to basically end the game. And they and, say the NBA is a game of runs. And I'm telling you right now, it's great the Jazz scored the ball great tonight because they needed it. Yep. They needed almost every bit. Memphis scored on 35 of 49 second-half possessions. Eh, I got to do better than that. Uh, for the Jazz, Jazz scored on the first seven possessions of the fourth quarter. Memphis then made three consecutive stops. The Jazz scored on the next six possessions then to basically end the game. The Jazz scored on 15 of 23 fourth quarter possessions. It was high-level offense, man. A lot, a lot of, of great decision-making, and I've always believed as good a defense as you can play, I think offense, when, when guys just make the right basketball play, offense beats defense. Uh, to Mike Conley, with 15 assists, he had the most assists by a Jazz man in the playoffs since. Darren Williams had 17 in the first round of the 2009 playoffs versus the Lakers. Conley is the first Jazz man to record 20-plus points and 15 assists since. John Stockton had 21 and 19 in Game 2 of the first round of the 92 playoffs. Rudy Gobert with 21 points, 13 boards, 3 assists, and 4 blocks, the first and only the second ever Jazz man since Mark Eaton in Game 4 of the 1986 first round to record 20-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, 3-plus assists, and 4-plus blocks in a playoff game. Hey, hey, hey. All right, and uh, finally to Ja. Uh, with 73 points, he's scored the second-most points through a player's first two playoff games in NBA history. Want to take a crack at who was the first, who's, who scored the most? I'd be very surprised if we got this. I mean, he's a very legendary player, but but you got to go way back. Or? Yeah. Um. Oscar Robertson. George Mikan had seventy-five. Okay. In nineteen forty-nine, he was dominant. I would say for the Minneapolis Lakers. But Jaws doing something that hasn't or scored. Uh, more in his first two playoff games uh, than everybody since George Mikan. And you know what's crazy is it's just momentum. He he got it going in those play-in games, and he just hasn't looked back, man. That, that is the case. So big thanks to Tyson Ewing. Again, you can follow him on Twitter, at Ty Ewing2. He's a very good Twitter follower. I'd recommend you do that. Coming up next, we will get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before we get you ready for playoff overtime. That's right. Uh, Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot are here to take your phone calls. If you want to line them up early, feel free to do so. 855-340-ZOMBO. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts coming up next. I want to remind you about our friends Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a powerful engine, more powerful engine. Learn more at Mark Miller Subaru. Dot com. Your final tonight, Jazz beat the Grizzlies 141 to 129. More next on the Jazz Radio Network. Dylan Brooks back cuts it. Morant going to dunk on Gobert, and he gets eviscerated at the rim. The block, the pass break the other way. That's your play of the game, and boy, was it. Uh, brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection, LHMauto.com, driven by you. Great job by our guy, David Locke. Your final, the Jazz beat the Grizzlies 141-129. to 129. It's your Jazz Game Night postgame show, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek with standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. By the way, a special shout-out, and I'm sure he's not listening, but our guy Jeff Miller of Mark Miller Subaru was at the game tonight, saw Jeff. Uh, he was out there, came by and say, said hi on the plaza. We love the good folks at Mark Miller Subaru. They're great. Uh, Coach, let's let's get some final thoughts from you on this one before we turn the page. And, uh, well, one, look forward to game three, but, of course, turn things over to uh, Johnny and Austin for uh, playoff overtime. Well, it was an exciting game. Great game. Very high-level game. Um, great to see Donovan back, and I think that the, uh, you know, everybody was kind of holding their breath, but he, he looked like he had been playing, you know, for he, he did, really didn't look like he'd missed a beat, and I really liked the way he approached um, coming in. He kind of let the game come to him, as Quinn said. Um, you know, obviously the, the the elephant in the room, I guess, is the, 
the fact that right now Memphis is scoring, you know, at will against what we know to be a great defense, and, and they're doing a great job of putting the Jazz in difficult situations. I think the biggest adjustment that's going to be made over the next couple of days, you know, both teams are not guarding very well, and both teams are very good defensively. So it, it really is going to be interesting to see what the adjustments are uh, that both Taylor Jenkins and Quinn Snyder make to, you know, go into game three. Uh, always a chess match, always so intriguing, the strategy in all, involved in all that. Um, but I think Donovan said it best. They're going to be really, really amped up to play this game in Memphis uh, on um, on Saturday. And the Jazz will be ready. I think the key will be what adjustments do they make. I think we talked about a few things here, but that will be the most important thing for me to watch. Hey, Taylor Jenkins is a coach. He's a coach, he man. He is a coach. This, he is a coach. This Grizzlies team is, is well-prepared, and they play really hard, and he – he gets his guys where they need to go. And Locke pointed this out on the broadcast. There was one point where George Niang, they were just going at George every time until, say, you know, stop this. We're going to keep running. I mean, he's, he's a well-coached team. Very, very well-coached. Again, we've seen teams, and I think David mentioned New Orleans, another team that doesn't shoot a lot of threes. But the the way that this Memphis team plays with three non-shooters on the floor at all times is totally different. Yep. Um, they space you out. They 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 make you pay for mistakes. Um, and honestly, Ja is a guy you probably need. In, you know the the guy guarding him, the big, and then you know help's got to be. That my thought is help's got to come from somewhere else just to clog up the lane because he's getting there at will. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. We want to say big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone doing a nice job. Great job calling all the action as usual. Thanks to Amanda Smith, our broadcast assistant tonight. Alex Lundberg, our guy Lundy, doing a, a terrific job. Exec, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Big thanks to the title sponsor of the postgame, our friends at Mark Miller Subaru. The sun is rising on adventure. Explore the world safely this summer in the all-new 2021 Subaru Crosstrek. With standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and a more powerful engine, learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And, of course, thank you, Coach Lacombe. It's, uh, it's always a lot of fun, man. Eventful night on the plaza. Beautiful night out there. Fun to see the fans. I get goosebumps, man, when I see all these people back in the arenas. It's so great. But great being with you, too, Jake. Looking forward to uh, what what's shaping up to be a great series. All right, buddy. 141 to 129 is your final jazz beat the Grizzlies. Line the calls up now. 855-340-ZONE. Pack up those phone lines. Johnny Lightfoot, Austin Horton, they're taking your phone calls. Coming up next, Jazz Playoff Overtime kicks off right around the corner right here on the Jazz Radio Network.